Yeah, I just pray. There's some hearts struggling here today. I just want to pray. I just want to open the service here by praying. Every heart that's hurting, every heart that's struggling right now, I pray, God, that your supernatural presence would come into that heart and quieten the storm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Welcome. Welcome to church. Turn around and say g'day to somebody. G'day, g'day. So good. If it's your first time visiting, welcome to C3 Church Penrith. So good to have you. Who's excited about 2024? Amazing. I'm a little bit excited, I've got to tell you. I I reckon God's going to do great things in 2024. I believe he's going to do the miraculous. I believe for everything that looks too hard, that, you know, is anything too hard for the Lord? Beck showed me that scripture as she came in. But is there anything too hard for the Lord, church? No, he's into the miraculous. You know, when we come to worship Jesus, he is a living God. He is resurrected. He is alive. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He listens to you. He hears you. He knows you. He sees you. This is good news. Come on, why don't we thank him? Thank you, Jesus. We love you. So good. Well, we're going to continue our worship with our giving here this morning. I wanted to, just before I do that, welcome everybody who's watching online. A big hello. Um, Lizzie, if you're watching, a special hello to you. And uh, we've got some um, some people maybe watching online. Wayne and Jeanette. Wayne's gone in for a little bit of an emergency surgery, but he'll be all right. It'll be all good. We love you if you're watching online here today. He's okay. Thank you. The update from Dottie, she's always in the know, I tell you. Um, So so we're going to continue our worship with our giving here today. We're going to pray over our tithes and our offerings as we give, knowing that we are advancing the kingdom of God every time we give. Not only are we advancing the kingdom of God, we're, we're advancing the kingdom in our hearts. We're stretching our hearts. We're making room for generosity. We are pushing past the human condition of trying to hold on, trying to be small-minded. That's our human condition. But as we give, doesn't it feel good to give? It, it, it enlarges you. It enlarges your everything, your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit. So let me pray as we give. We're going to be a generous church, even more generous. This church is generous. But we're going to stretch our tent pegs even wider this year. Amen. And so I pray, Lord, on our giving, I pray it becomes even more miraculous, even more faithful, even more incredible, Lord, as we stretch forward into 2024. Let this be the year of the miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I believe it with all my heart. Thank you, attendants. I believe it with all my heart that 2024 is a year of miracles. And, you know, God is into miracles, right? It's That's what he does. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't be God. So 
I thought that was funny, Sarah. You chose the first song that had open doors, didn't it? What is it? How's it go? Your presence. Your presence is an open door. And, you know, we've heard 2024 is the year of the open door and the year of more, right? But it really is the presence of God that's going to make the difference. That's it. When we can commit to being in the presence of God this year, you get that's where you get all your answers. That's where you get all your wisdom. That's where you get all your provision. We do business in the spiritual realm and then we see it manifest on the earth. Who's with me? Amen. Are you going to do some business in the spiritual realm? Yes, we are. Amen. Amen. So um, announcements, just a quick announcement. Um, Vision Sunday is coming up on the 4th of February, the first Sunday in February, Vision Sunday. We're going to anoint all your dreams for 2024. We're going to have a big anointing service. So I wanted to give you time to think about that, to make a list. And uh, how good would it be if one of those things on the list would be certain things that God wants to (laughs) just putting it out there, (laughs) right? But when our heart and our vision lines up with God's vision, boom, boom, shake the room, right? So just think about, obviously, there's personal things you want to see come to pass. That's fine. God's into that. But let's let's make our number one goal what God's after. And do you know what I reckon that is? I reckon that's the harvest. I reckon that's I reckon that's people. And so pray about someone you'd like to see come to Christ in 2024. Who is there in your world that you that God you know God's put in your path and start to pray for that person. And how good would it be if every single person in this church here this morning saw one person come to Christ? We would we would double the the, the kingdom expression in this place just alone. Amen. So just think about that that's coming up. Can we give Sarah Weir a big thank you? Sarah, we love you. Who loves the anointing on Sarah Weir's life? She's paid a heavy price for that. I just believe that's going to increase, Sarah. You're going to see the glory of the Lord like no other. In 2024, I believe God's going to position you in places and in worship settings. He is literally going to come down upon you like a big glory cloud. He loves you and he's so proud of you and so are we. So bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't we encourage Sarah? And, um, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Paul. Give them a cheer as well. We thank you. What a great service. So 2024 church, here we are. Woohoo! I love it. The year of the open door, the year of recompense, the year of restoration, the year of resurrection. I mean, you are about to see amazing things in 2024. I believe right at the beginning of the year, it's good time to write some stuff down, write it down, make it clear. That's what the Lord told us to do in the scriptures. Amen. So I wanted to start with a powerful scripture. I love this scripture so much. It's in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 3. And this this scripture is so incredible. 
But I reckon this has the wisdom of God for 2024 in it. And uh, we'll bring it up there in the NIV. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. And there's the key. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you do not grow weary and lose heart. So much wisdom in that passage passage of scripture. If we are fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. You see, Jesus is the only perfect thing. He's the only perfect uh, God, human, God, human man. He is the king of kings. He needed to be perfect to become the sacrifice on the cross. If he wasn't, didn't live a sinless life and wasn't perfect, he would be no sacrifice at all. He needed to live out. He needed to overcome every single temptation that came at him. He needed to be perfect. And, you know, I wanted to talk about progression, not perfection today. Progression and not perfection because when we acknowledge that Jesus is the only perfect one, then we can progress without perfection. We can, we can spiritually grow. We can accept our weaknesses and faults and stumblings and sinful ways. We can accept that we're human. We can accept all that knowing there's a perfected God on the cross for us who died, shed his blood, was raised again. We can accept his grace. If we struggle for perfection ourselves, there's no room for grace. This is what, where the religious got caught up. They were trying to be perfect, trying, trying to uh, adhere to every rule, to perfect themselves by keeping the law, by keeping the rules. But little did they know that Jesus became the curse for, to be the curse for us to go onto the cross because he knew the human condition. And he knew that we would all fail. We would all have struggles. We would all have issues. And that is why Jesus went to the cross for us So it is by grace we are saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves. No one can boast. No one can say, oh, you know what? I led a good life. I I lived a perfect, I was holy. Anyone holy in this room? (laughs) Oh, Dave, stop it. You're kidding yourself. (laughs) But, you know, we know we can accept that. And, And Jesus is the perfecter. It says he's the perfecter of our faith. So he's not trying to perfect us. He's trying to perfect our faith. So our faith fails us. Amen? Our, our, our doubts come in. Our fears come in. Our, our, our faith fails us. Jesus is trying to perfect our faith. Not, not you, your faith. It's amazing when you, get, when you can grasp that. He, and he's the author. He's the author of your faith. Isn't that incredible? He knows all these trials and tribulations and storms and 
and, and, and all these different things that you're going to go through. And he believes that you're going to come through them all because when you fix your eyes on him, you will not fail. Amen. So in 2024, I, was, I actually, I started my new job at the new quick little Christian gym. I was actually working a lot there over the holidays because all the instructors went off on holidays. So I was Miss Fill-In, got to know them all, had some amazing experiences. But um, I said to them, 2024, guys, because, you know, when you work at the gym and you're a personal trainer, a lot of people come to you and they go, oh, I just want to lose 10 kgs. You know, I just want to lose 20 kgs. I just want to lose some of this fat, you know, blah, blah. That's how they they, they talk to you. And so I said to them, "Instead instead of looking at what you don't like about yourself, Why don't you focus on a strength goal, a strength goal? So how many push-ups can you do? You can do 10? Okay, aim for 20. You can't do a pull-up? Aim for a pull-up. Work on a strength goal and the fat loss will follow. Amen? So I would say to us spiritually, work on a strength goal spiritually. Oh, you pray? For five minutes, once a month, I'm setting the bar low. (laughs) Try once a week. Try stopping and fixing your eyes on Jesus every single day. See what happens in your life. You will be amazed. When we fix our eyes on him, the author and perfecter of your faith, you're going to come out with heaps more faith. Your faith is going to go through. Your faith is going to be a bodybuilding type of organism. It's going to be strong. Imagine having faith that is like a strong bodybuilder, that no weight is too hard to lift, that when God says, I want you to do this, your faith goes, yes, sir, I can do that. Our faith is what's being perfected. You're catching what I'm putting down. Progression, not perfection. Our faith will fail us sometimes. But as long as we keep getting up, as long as we cry out to God, help me, he will restore you. You know, I had this incredible, I wanted to share this um, dream I had that profoundly touched my life. It was on Boxing Day and I woke up just really touched by God's amazing grace and his mercy. And the dream was this, that I was in the water out past the waves, treading water, and I was in the, I was in this ocean and I was a coach. I was like a personal trainer. And I was looking up into the air. There was going to be an aeroplane. I knew that this woman was going to jump out of the aeroplane with like a wakeboard attached to her feet. And... She, was, she had a parachute and a wakeboard, and she was going to do this unique thing. It was, like a, it was like a combination of parachuting and, um, you know, when they go along the water, what's it called? Um, sky surfing. And it's, it was a combination of sky surfing and kite surfing. It was a combo. It was unique. She was going to do both. She was going to jump out the plane with the wakeboard on, and then she was going to land. She was going to parachute and land. Anyway, she jumps. I see her. Every, I see her. I'm watching her. She jumps. The parachute opens. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's amazing. But I took my eyes off it. 
I don't know why, but I couldn't see her. I was aware she was there, but I couldn't see her. And then I, I heard this great crowd around me. I don't know where they were because I was in the middle of the ocean. But this great crowd was yelling at me, look, 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 the parachute's open, it's open, it's open. She did it, she did it, she did it. And, and so I like tried to get locate her and then I see her sailing down, sailing down towards the water. As she gets down to the water, she goes getting her wakeboard ready, she lands it, she lands on the water and then goes right over on her behind and falls as she lands. And she, it was awkward and clunky and messy and, you know, she didn't nail it. But she was alive and she did awesome and the parachute opened and it was great. But you know what? And I was the coach and I swam over to her. And I was like, that was epic. Like, you just pulled that off. And she was said she could not forgive herself for the landing. She was like, it was hopeless. That was terrible. She was so discouraged. She was so down on herself about going over on her behind. And all I could say to her was, sweetie, you did amazing. Like you actually jumped the parachute open. I'm trying to, and all the people were trying to convince her she would not, she would not accept it. And I remember waking up and going, wow. And then I felt the Lord speaking to me and say, you are that girl. You are that girl and I'm the coach. I'm, I'm the one in the water and you were the girl that jumped out and pulled the parachute. And yep, you had a bad landing, but next time you'll do better. And I caught God's heart. And he said to me, I'm not looking at the landing. I'm looking at the leaping. And all of a sudden I thought, he's looking at, he was looking at my faith. He, he was looking at the jump. He wasn't looking at my perfect landing, which wasn't perfect. He was looking that I leapt. And I believe he's saying the same thing to you. He's saying, will you leap? Will you take a leap of faith with me in 2024? Will you leap again? Will you jump again? Will you let go of disappointment? Will you forgive yourself for any bad landings? Will you forgive yourself for coming, going over and focusing on God's heart, which is just being involved in what God's calling you to do? Amen. And it was so, so profound to me and so loving that I caught God's heart for every single one of us. And I just thought, how many of us get caught up in the perfection thing? We, we say, God, we let you down here. Oh, I didn't do this right or I didn't do that right. And I, and I don't want any single one of us taking any failures, disappointments, discouragements, into 2024 because what is the point 
when 2024 is the open door? Are you going to go through those doors with all this baggage behind you and you're going to take it through the door with you? Or are you just going to leave it there and walk through the door that God has for you in 2024, free, full of God's grace, full of God's forgiveness for yourself? Are you going to walk free? Are you going to be set free? And are you going to fix your eyes on Jesus? Amen. I mean, you can scream and shout and get up on the chairs anytime you want. You can do it. I won't stop you from being enthusiastic. Thanks, Jen. I won't stop you. I want you to catch God's heart in what I'm saying. It was amazing. And, you know, sometimes when we're in the water, a freak, rogue wave can come. You don't even see it coming like a tsunami. It's like a shock in your circumstances. Like maybe Wayne didn't expect to be in the hospital this morning. Didn't expect that something happened. You go, whoa, what's that? Bush, rogue wave. You duck. You fix your eyes on Jesus. You, you, you stay the course. You, you, you keep praying. You, you locate, where's my faith? My faith, if I've got my eyes on Jesus, I've got perfect faith. Right? Amen. So lost years are lost years. You can't replace them. But God can restore, he can redeem, and he can give you back double for your trouble. And I wanted to, to bring us a promise for 2024 through the prophet Joel. In Joel 2, verse 25 to 27, I believe this is significant, prophetic, and I want you to take hold of this promise for yourselves in 2024. For the Lord says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locust swarm. That's a lot of locusts. My great army that I sent among you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. It's interesting to, to have a feel and a, and a look at this locust swarm that came and notice that the locusts, they, they didn't eat the years, they ate the harvest. They ate the fruit of your labor. They ate the fruit of the workers' labor. They, 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 they didn't eat the years, they ate the fruit. They ate something of substance, something that you worked for, something that you toiled for, something that you believed for. The locusts have come. Who knows that the enemy works like that? He comes in like a swarm, comes in like a locust to try and steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, I have come to give you life and life abundantly, and they're in complete opposition. The, the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy from you. And God is, stun, is trying to give you life and life abundantly. And there's this pressure and this war between good and evil. Amen. But we win because Jesus is the overcomer. He was the perfecter of our faith. He's already perfected our faith, gone to the cross, been resurrected. And now he says, if you fix your eyes on me, I'm going to get you through every single storm. I'm going to get you through every single circumstance. You will be full. You'll be satisfied. You won't be 
wanting, you won't be needy, you won't be sick, you won't be hurting. But Jesus is a miracle worker and he wants to work a miracle in your life in 2024. Oh, you can praise God. Some of us have had years of unbelief, years of depression, years of discouragement. They represent the years the locusts have eaten. But God is about to redeem. God is about to restore. God is about to pay you back double for your trouble. Double for, say, double for my trouble. Imagine the disappointment in looking at that harvest. Imagine being a farmer and years of planting and sowing and watering and watching the seasons and waiting and waiting. And maybe you're waiting for a harvest that you've sowed and believed in and taken care of for five years. And then you see a big swarm of locusts just come and eat the whole harvest. Imagine that. Imagine the disappointment. Imagine the discouragement of watching all your hard work just go down the drain. Sometimes it's like that with our faith. Our faith. You say, God, I've been believing for this for 10 years. I've been believing for this for 20 years, and I still haven't seen it. 2024. You're about to see what God is going to restore in your life. He's going to do a miracle if we fix our eyes on him. We're going for progression, not perfection. Amen. Does your faith have practical power? Practical power. Because if your faith doesn't have practical power, it's no faith at all. Our faith has to have a substance in it. It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith, you know when you have faith and you know when you have belief, two different things. Faith is the substance of those things hoped for. It's like a knowing in your knower, a knowing you just know. I just know God's going to come through for me in this. Amen. I think about Peter walking on the water. When I think about progression and not perfection, I think about Peter. What a guy. (laughs) What a guy stepping out there. Check out Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 and and 33. I wanted to talk about this story and, and how it just mirrors um, the heart of God in what I'm trying to say here. And it says, immediately Jesus made, made the disciples get into the boat. Now, just before this, Jesus has fed 5,000 people. He's done one of the biggest miracles he's ever done, ever. He's fed 5,000 people with a couple of loaves of bread and, and a couple of fish. And it's been an unbelievable miracle. You can you imagine all the disciples, their faith is at an all-time high. They've just seen Jesus feed 5,000 people. And there's 12 baskets left over. What? Everybody's going, this guy is the son of God. This Jesus is somebody. He's a miracle. Faith is high. And then Jesus tells the disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side and I'll meet you over there. He went up to a mountain to pray and to process with God his Father. So immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. 
But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. I love this guy. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water. Wait, I'll just say that again. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And then they climbed into the boat and the wind died down. And then those that were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the son of God. Now, how about that? Peter actually walked on the water actually walked on the water. What a guy. Like, get out of a boat in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a storm, wind coming against you, circumstances in your worst circumstance, everything coming at you. And what does he do? He wants to go to his Lord. He, he, he fixed his eyes on Jesus, like Hebrews tells us to do. He fixed his eyes on Jesus. As soon as he saw his circumstances, the wind, the storm, and took his eyes off Christ, he began to sink. Isn't that what happens to us? As soon as we think we can do it in our own strength, as soon as we let our circumstances crowd out the truth of God's word, as soon as we take our eyes off the truth, which is, I'm going to repay you for all, everything that's been stolen, double for your trouble. As soon as we stop believing the word of God and we look at our circumstance to tell us the truth, we start to sink. And, and I believe that fixing our eyes on Jesus in 2024 is so imperative. And as we start to build that muscle that when circumstances come, we say, oh, thanks for the clue. Dev thanks for the clue, devil. Thanks for the clue. Some storm's coming against me. It must be because a miracle's on the way. It must be that God is going to show himself true to me. It must be that Jesus is going to show up in this situation and save me. If we cry out. That's the important bit. If we cry out, Lord, help me. He was right there. Jesus was right there with Peter. But I'm telling you, I reckon there's such a, such a mirror um, thing with that dream that I had about jumping out of the plane and, and, right, and God saying, I'm, look, I'm looking at the leap, not the landing. Like, was he looking at Peter's landing? Did he go, oh, mate, you stuffed that up. He did so you of little faith, but he was trying to teach him about faith. But he's not condemning Peter. He's, he's like going, like, I reckon Jesus was cheering. Peter, you legend, you got out of the boat. None of the other disciples got out of the boat. Peter took a step of faith that was absolutely historical. He took a step out towards Jesus. As we take steps towards Jesus in 2024, he's not going to let you sink. He's, he's going to hold you up. He's going to rescue you. He's going to restore everything that was stolen. Amen? Some of you who've had the most to mourn over. Some of you have had tough situations. 
to deal with. Not just in 2023, but your whole life. And I believe that those of us that have had the biggest things to mourn over are going to praise the loudest. They're going to worship the hardest. They're going to praise God the most because they understand God's grace. They understand that there's no way I'd be here standing, God, unless it was for you. Unless you had rescued me from actually sinking, then I would not be here today. Can we have some gratefulness for Jesus for getting us here today? He got us here today. Amen. The strong swimmer will soon recover the space through which he drifted. When omnipotence, omnipotence, you know what I mean. When that thing, when where God is everywhere, potent in everything, that's what that word means. Omnipotence, was that good? (laughs) I've already struggled with that. Why did I put it in my notes? Just a challenge. When omnipotence is in every stroke, the man is soon in his right place and before long he's ahead of where he would have been. When God's in every stroke, when, when, when God's in your every day, when you take a bite-sized chunk of time with God every day, you're going to start to see the big miracles because he's after faithfulness in our relationship with him and are we really fixing our eyes on him or are we just running to him when we need him and we leave him for a long time and then we come back but if he becomes part of our day part of our world we're really fixing our eyes on him allowing him to speak to us allowing space and time to feel his presence his presence is an open door his presence is an open door time is so precious right now I pray, I pray a quickening, a quickening of intense work through this church and through you. A quickening so it doesn't matter if there's been years stolen, even off this church, even off your life. There's going to be a quickening. There's going to be an intense work up ahead where God makes up double for our trouble. He's going to bring back the harvest. He's going, he's going to send us out into the harvest And we are going to see people get saved. We are going to see with our eyes people get healed. We are going to see people get delivered, be set free from demonic strongholds. We are going to see people get water baptized. We are going to see people get strong. We're going to see people see God. We're going to see it with our own eyes. It's it's going to be a strong vision for each one of us to see what God does in 2024. Amen. I was at the gym training like just last week and what I love about this Christian gym, it says because they, part of the profit for the gym, they support an African orphanage. Some of the profit goes towards them and they call the orphanage our neighbours and because they're our neighbours in Christ. And the logo for this Christian gym is where fitness meets purpose. Isn't that cool? where fitness meets purpose. And I was there just two days ago doing some group class and a friend of mine who trains there, she's a Christian, brings this woman in. She doesn't know Jesus. And she's all a bit upset and she's crying and 
I said, what's up? She said, I lost my best friend. Uh, she was 52 years old. She had a heart attack, just like that, gone. And this woman who's not got any faith in Christ, where does she go with her grief? How does she process that? And anyway, she had a good workout. I was kind to her. Sarah Shepherd. And not kind to Sarah Shepherd when I train her. And at the end, I said, now, I don't know, you, you won't know this about me, but I'm not just a fitness trainer, but I'm also a minister of a church in Penrith. <laughs> She's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm a minister. And if it would be all right, I'd love to pray for you, for your grief. And she said, that would be wonderful. So three of us sat down on the ground and we prayed for this woman. And I literally felt her heart crack open to God. Crack open to God. And I said, would you let God in? And she said, I will. And I said, great. And we'll just, we just prayed. And she's bawling, bawling her eyes out. And then she gets up and she's hugging us. Thank you. And she couldn't stop saying thank you. And she's hugging us. And, and, and her friend that brought her to the gym, she's like cheering, cheering on the inside, right? And then they all left. And uh, she's hugging me on the way down the stairs and everything. And I walked outside and I saw this slogan where fitness meets purpose. And I was like, do you know what? That's for every single one of us in 2024. Whatever you do, whatever vocation it is that you have, you're taking Jesus in there with you. You're taking hope to somebody. You're taking the answer to somebody. Because I believe now she'll be able to process that grief properly with Jesus. And she's got a friend to take. She's going to church this Sunday at um, C3 Avalon. Amen? I know. Isn't that incredible? But we all have the capacity and and the ability to do that. We have the ability to make that happen. You know, just quickly, I'm going to close in a minute, but consider the crow. The crow actually uh, collects all these things, trash and treasure. The crow will go and get a gold ring or a piece of wire or a piece of string or half a tin can, whatever it is. A crow will collect and hide it in a hole behind a door. He'll hide trash, treasure. He doesn't know the difference. He's getting anything shiny and putting it in a hole behind a door. And he has the ability to get, but he doesn't have, he has no power to do anything with it. And how many people on this earth have the ability to get things, but have no power to use them for good? That's a crow. Let's have no crows in this church. Let's have Holy Spirit doves that land and settle and bring peace. Amen. And, 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 and I believe that Jesus cursed that fig tree because it didn't bear fruit. There was, there was no harvest. It was, it existed, but it never found its purpose. Don't, let's not be Christians that, that know God, but we don't do anything with it. That, that there's this great harvest out there for us to touch and reach. We know the truth. We know God's good. 
We know he saved us. But how can he use us in 2024 to help someone else? Amen? How can he use us to tell the good news to somebody else that there is hope? Amen? In the oven of affliction, divine grace will prepare us, will prepare the bread of delight. I want to finish with this statement. Defeats, failures, setbacks, and even betrayals. All of these are treasures sent by God as expressions of his great love. They ground us, they humble us, and they teach us that we don't live by bread alone, let alone something as short-lived as worldly popularity. How else will we know our crucified God? We don't just serve a God where everything's rosy. We serve a God who was crucified, who suffered, who went to the cross, and who overcame many, many trials. He overcame betrayal. He overcame disappointment in people. He overcame all that stuff. And as we fix our eyes on Jesus, let us also look at a Christ, at a Jesus that went through all that pain for us. Isaiah tells us that he was wounded for our healing. He was was whipped and crucified and went to death for us so that we could have eternal life. It's pretty amazing good news. It's like if you could just fix your eyes on Jesus right now and see what he did for you on the cross, we could, we could start this year with a, whole, with a heart full of grace and wonder at why would God die for me? Why would God count me worthy of, of giving this eternal life, this salvation, this gift of salvation to? Why would he do that? Because for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He scorned the shame that was coming upon mankind. He said, never again will my people be shamed. Never again. And if you're here today and you feel like you had a bad landing, you went over on your behind, you had a, you had a big fail, in your mind, in your mind, it's not even how God sees it. But if you feel like you need to forgive yourself, I felt that God said to me this perfection of yourself is hidden in your heart. It's hidden and he had to reveal it to me so that I could forgive myself of everything past in 23 and look towards 2024 with fresh vision, a clear, clean heart, knowing that it is by grace I stand here, not through perfection, but through progression spiritual progression and 2024 can be a year where we take one step of faith towards Jesus amen and so if you're here today and you've never prayed a prayer to say Jesus Jesus the crucified Jesus died for my sins rose again and is alive today you've never received Jesus into your heart of hearts let him come into your life today And I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray right now, a prayer of salvation. Now, this is such an incredible gift that anybody, 
anybody who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. So if you're here today and you want to pray a prayer to know that you are in the kingdom of God, to know that you are completely forgiven, every single mistake, sin, shortcoming, bad fall, bad landing could be wiped away right now by faith. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray this prayer of salvation and we're going to pray it all together. But if you pray this in your heart of hearts today, I believe God's going to come into your life powerfully and you're going to have a revelation of the truth in Jesus' name. So why don't we pray this prayer all together now. Say, thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. Forgive me for all my bad landings, for all my bad decisions, for all my wrongful ways. Wash me clean. I'll let you in. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. That's wonderful. And if, I just want to pray for you, church. Just let the Holy Spirit come now. I want you to completely forgive yourself. Completely forgive yourself for being human. You are not supposed to be perfect. Jesus is perfect. You are you. Jesus is in your life to perfect your faith and to get you to your final destination. And as we fix our eyes on him, I just want you to let go and let God come into your heart right now so that you can truly move in to 2024 with no baggage coming through the door with you but that you could be set free, washed clean, and have a clean slate in 2024. Right now, Holy Spirit, come. Just touch every person here as we forgive ourselves, Lord, for our shortcomings. We know, God, that you are the Prince of Peace. You, God, are the only perfect one. And we fix our eyes on you, Lord, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we thank you, God, for amazing leaps of faith in 2024. Leaps into the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you that you would use us powerfully to to bring somebody into your kingdom. that That you would use us, Lord, to share our story of grace with people, God, that we come into contact with. We thank you, Lord, that each and every single one of us are going to start to pray for this harvest, Lord, that has been completely stolen by the enemy. And we are stretching forward and taking back what belongs to God's kingdom. We are stretching forward in this moment of faith. And we're believing, God, that we are going to bring people to Christ. We're going to see people get healed, delivered, set free, God. Use us as a mighty family, but a mighty army as well. We thank you for this power, God. And we thank you for your your grace, Lord, on every single one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you give Jesus a massive thank you that he is the perfecter of your faith.
Amen. Remember, church, that God's after progression and not perfection. So uh, 2024, year of the open door, leave the baggage there, walk through, take a leap of faith, ask the Lord, what are you asking me to use my faith for in 2024? Amen. So we're going to sing holy, holy to finish. And uh, we go downstairs, have lunch. We might see you down there and we'll see you next Sunday. Amen. Amen.